Hello and welcome to the DJ Force 10 in Conversation podcast, episode 119. God, we're getting there, aren't we? Um, today, we have uh, none other than Alex uh, from the band Psycho Stick. He's the drummer. Uh, we're here to talk about his band, Psycho Stick. They are doing um, live uh, streams every Thursday, playing sets. Um, please check that out. It goes out about 10 o'clock UK time, 5 p.m. Eastern time. Um, it's absolutely fantastic. Their back catalogue is amazing. Um, fantastic. Uh, if you like your sort of like comedy, rock, metal, um, they are absolutely brilliant. Uh, Obey the Beard is one of my favourite songs. So, um, yeah, uh, uh, do check them out. Um, he's also got a book out as well um, called Dichotomies, Lessons from a College Life on Tour. Uh, we do talk about that in the uh, in the interview as well. So do do check out that book. Uh, if it sounds like something you're interested in, um, you can pick it up off Amazon. I have actually got a physical copy in front of me right now. I picked up from Amazon. Um, I paid for it and everything. So um, whatever amount of uh, royalty goes to him as well. Um, but it's basically about his sort of like uh, uh, when he's on tour and he's studying uh, for his... Um, uh various qualifications and whatnot um i won't give that too much um, but it does mention a lot of places in england a couple of places i was familiar with which was great uh there's some great photos in there as well um so yeah uh do check it out do check it out it's available in digital format as well so if you've got a kindle or an ipad or whatever uh you can um you can get it on that um but it is well worth it um and I just started reading it. I'm into like the first sort of like few chapters, and uh, yeah, no, I'm really enjoying it. I just finished off uh, um, Thin Air by uh, Richard Morgan, which again is a fantastic if you like your sci-fi novels, which is what I was talking about in this uh, in this particular show uh, with him. Um, I've just finished that, and that's that's brilliant. Uh, if you like Talk to Carbon, it's the same author. Um, He's got a bunch of other books. I'm going to start on another one after this one. But yeah, I'm a couple of chapters. I literally started reading it a um, couple of nights ago. Uh, and it's very funny, very clever. Um, and uh, yeah, I can relate to a lot of it as well, which is great. So, um, But yeah, uh, thank you guys for um, previous podcast downloads and whatnot. It's been uh, an absolute pleasure. Um, there was a bit of a problem with the August Burn Red one, uh, which some of you guys let me know about. But I've remedied that issue. And now it's fully there uh, i'm not sure quite what happened i think the file might have got corrupted on upload um or it, or it was just badly edited by me uh I, i'll take full responsibility for it i i do apologize but you can go back and listen to that one now um and yeah more than moth from yesterday uh fantastic interview that was as well do check out her music um and uh yeah let's let's go for it this is alex from psycho stick enjoy <laughs> From Psycho Stickers on my show this week. Welcome, Alex. Greetings. Good to see you. Well, hear you, at least. I can see you, but you can't see me. <laughs> <laughs> it's more fortunate for you. So it's all good. Um, <laughs> so um, how are you doing today, Alex? I'm doing great. Yeah, I'm just keeping busy, reading a lot. Um, yeah, I got a bunch of different projects, a lot of music going on. So cool. yeah, just staying busy. I think that's the important thing right now. It is indeed. Yep. Yep, it's, uh, it's certainly a lot of the uh, uh, musicians I've been speaking to, they've been finding ways of keeping busy and getting on with the kind of other things that are involved in being in a band that you kind of leave to one side until it really needs to be done. Yeah, it's like it's definitely a music business and people like a lot of musicians, especially when they're up and coming, forget that 
the other half of that is the business part. And so it's good to not completely neglect it. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah w- when there's time to actually consider all the other things that are important to that's that's nice. That's <laughs> it's a nice to have that time available. That's awesome. Yeah, no, it is good. It's good. It's um, it's 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 very weird, but it is good. Even like um, just just from what you know, it, I mean, no one's really been through this before, I guess. But it's just, uh, yeah, it's just I'm finding it quite weird at the moment now. Um, initially, it had a novelty effect of like, oh, I'm not at work. It's great. I'm still being paid. <laughs> it's fantastic. Um, but now it's kind of like I really need five things to do, and, and right. you know, I've got kids to school and stuff now. So it's kind of um, sort of getting on top of that and and learning how to present that to the children in in a way that they can like learn instead of just saying, look, the teacher's giving you this, just do that. You know. Yeah, I think it's good to be not only optimistic, but also uh, smart about how you approach your day and your week and your month mm. and everything else. Just because because our lives are now somewhat different for the time being, you could either be grumpy about it or you can take it as an opportunity. Like, OK, well, now that I'm in one place and I'm not supposed to go anywhere too much. OK, well, what can I learn? What can I what project can I get into that I wouldn't have done otherwise so yeah. it, that that's kind of my, been my approach to the whole thing recently just because i can't control it i yep. can control what i do but i can't control the world yeah so may as well make the best of it yeah really no, that's excellent that's good that's good i really like that that's um yeah that's awesome <laughs> cool so um let's um let's have a quick chat about your uh about your band um yeah you guys are um are a fantastic band i must say I've uh, I've I've been aware of you guys for oh years now. Um I've played a lot of your music. I'm a DJ in in a rock clubs over here. Um and I have you. played your music. Um I love Obey the Beard cuz I have a beard. Um <laughs> and, and um, I try to have a beard. It doesn't really work for me. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> it's not for everyone. But um no, I mean I I just say I I love your band. I mean, did you um did you ever think you would do what you have done by being in a band of this sort of nature? No, um, not not really. So we've been a band for 20 years as of this August. Wow. So, yeah, this is our 20-year anniversary, if you will, coming up. <laughs> um, when it was, well, maybe, I don't know, maybe it was 2004 or something like that, I actually wrote a song for a different project called Proof of Dark Matter, and the song was about hoping that I succeed in music and hoping that I accomplish cool things, but not really expecting to. Yeah. Because the music industry by and large, it's, it's very frivolous at times. And it, there's a lot of it. A lot of it's just based on luck in, in, in a sense. Yeah. Like, um, you're not just automatically lucky and then become successful. You have to put in the work too. That's a prerequisite, obviously, but, um, luck definitely has a big factor in there too. So, uh, just the fact that we've gotten as far as we have, and we've had the enormous pleasure of coming to the UK three times. We've yep. been to Germany once. I mean, just the fact that we could do that at all has been wildly just surprising and just incredible. I mean, it's it's something that I hope we never take it uh, take it for granted. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's also. I mean, it's it's one of those things. I mean, being a uh, um, class yourself as like the, the comedy sort of metal band if you will yeah um but 
just sort of making a making a, 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 I guess a career from it, a musical career from it, and and it's still going. Like you say, twenty years of doing this, mm-hmm. and 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 I, you know, I take it the passion hasn't waned uh, on that front. You still enjoy what you're doing. Um, yeah, yeah. If we didn't enjoy doing it, we wouldn't be doing it because yeah. I was 15 when we started this group. So I've been doing it for more than half my life. Like, I'm not just going to spend my you know whole life doing a project if I'm not into it. So yeah. certainly, yeah, we, we definitely enjoy it still. No, that's cool. That, I mean, that that's even more awesome on that front because it's uh, um, there's not many of you kind of like of that of that sort of band around. I mean, you get the sort of like bigger ones, you know, well, I say like Tenacious D, things like that that have you know they they have other things going on that can make them right. as big as they are um and like people like weird owl come to mind and things like that and it, it's just like and you guys as well you fall into that category and it's not just sort of like um not to discount what weird owl does but like comedy like covers or anything like that it's there's there's original content yeah, I think that's a, a misconception some people have with Weird Al. They think that he just does uh, funny parodies, and that's certainly a big part of it. But he also has, you know, like you said, like a whole ton of excellent original work. And yeah. he's had the same core band for decades. Like the entire group of them, it's been the same members for as long as it's, I'm pretty sure it's been it's, since they started. They've been the same group of people. So. That's pretty incredible. But uh, actually, regarding Weird Al, I not only share my first name, Alex, uh-huh. with him, but I also share a birthday, October 23rd. Oh, wow. Him. So that's kind of fun. Yeah, there must be something in the, on that particular day, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I just I just thought I'd show up that day. <laughs> yeah, no, fair enough. No, that's amazing. That's a great little, like... Uh um like connection with him as well which is which is which is awesome um so at the moment obviously i've been chatting to a a few bands and everything's sort of like on hold uh when it comes to Mm -hmm. tours and stuff but you guys are doing uh live streams every thursday um and did did that that started last week didn't it or was it the week before so it- actually, we started doing live streams last year. Okay. Uh, it was a lot less uh, regular. That we weren't doing them every single week. That was yeah. something we wanted to potentially uh, start doing was weekly concerts. But it just we didn't really have. I think it was a little bit too aggressive for not stylistically, but a little too aggressive on the business side. Like we were hoping to be more successful, and people didn't really get it at first. They're like oh, this is cool. Wait, what are they doing? It's like, they're a band. It's a concert. Like, I thought this was a gaming thing. Mm. And so people didn't really put that together by and large. You know, some people obviously did. But um, as of this year, especially when uh, some other larger, much uh, more established bands started doing it as well, um, it became this thing, like this possibility in people's brains. Like, oh, Bands are starting to do live streams. That's cool. And so they start, I imagine they started looking up other groups. Like, what are the bands are live streaming? I'm, I'm bored at home. I want to see more more concerts. Yeah. And so a lot of people that perhaps haven't, you know, listened to us in a while, like maybe they heard an album a bunch of years ago and haven't really followed up or whatever it might be. I suspect that at least, you know, some of them, you know, a good portion of them are, uh, they just kind of lost touch with us in a sense. And then now that we're doing this live stream thing, we can reach people all over the globe like we've never toured in australia or i don't know the czech republic or wherever else um so the fact that we can reach people and 
do these live streams and they're interactive and people could say, hey, I'm from New Zealand checking in. It's just really cool. It's just really just really fun to be able to reach people all over the globe yeah. in a way that before we it, it only not only wasn't possible before um, on a weekly sense, I guess you could say, but yeah. um, now everyone's really appreciative for it, too. They're like, oh, cool. Something nice is happening. It's not yes. just the news like doom and gloom and <laughs> you know the the sky is falling and everyone's gonna die and everything like that like you can still have fun we're allowed to have fun still yeah so. yeah no that's exactly it and i was i was gonna bring that on to like sort of like um sort of thanking you for that as well because oh. <laughs> i've 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 sort of like had um uh a lot of like i say a lot of artists on the show and I, i've sort of reiterated to them that that the arts are what are really like obviously your your personal family and everything are really important but for your own sort of like mental kind of like health the arts are a great escape for that um be it through um music poetry uh paintings you know digital art digital like you know animations things like that um and with you guys doing something like this on a regular basis it gives things one something to watch and sort of like um distract um but also something to look forward to um the following yeah. week because you are doing it on a regular basis it's not just like a one-off thing um and a few artists have been doing like regular things i mean for the kids and stuff that i've noticed um there's a few like british kind of musician types are doing like music classes online um like every day they're uploading Excellent. a video for kids to do um and like there's a, a children's author doing like reading and, and writing and things like that which is amazing because between the stuff that we've been sort of given from the school there's still a lot of downtime in between that and to sort of protect the kids um as well as ourselves from you know because of being like shut in the house essentially all day um yeah like having that outlet, and boredom too <laughs> there, there is that too boredom and you know you can feel some of that with 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 video games. You can feel some of that with with uh, Disney Plus that's just launched here, um, and everyone's sort of on that at the moment. I know you guys have had it for a little while over there, um, but it, some of my friends haven't. I haven't checked it out yet. Oh, okay, all right. It's just it's just full of Disney. That's all it is. Um, but you know, is is that that's great to a certain degree. But otherwise, you're, but you're stuck in front of um, like a streaming service and it's not ideal uh but whereas music really does activate the mind especially for myself um and uh yeah you guys doing that and it's it's not on too late for us either so it's on at like 10 o'clock at night so um it's not too bad that's actually why we chose the uh like for central time what, what we're in in yeah. chicago that's actually why we chose 4 p.m central time was because a huge portion of our fan base is european and we want to make it early enough to where people aren't falling asleep at their computers and things like that so yeah. We we did that on purpose. We were cognizant of that uh, that very thing about our UK and German and everything else, like our fans from that area. So that's awesome. Yeah, that's on that's on purpose. No, that's cool. I I just say thank you. It's it's great. It's great stuff. Um, I'm sure I'm saying thank you for a lot of people as well. So cool. <laughs> um, I just want to bring on to uh, something else as well. Uh, you have a book. Um, I was uh, I was fortunate enough to get sent um, uh, a pre copy um, or a digital copy, um, and uh, yeah, I was wondering if you wanted to have a chat about that. If that's all right. Yeah, yeah. My book is called Dichotomies: Lessons from a College Life on Tour. So it's the adventures of me pursuing my master's degree from 2011 to 2017. Mm. It goes through every semester, uh, but it, each chapter is a year. Yeah. So the first chapter is 
chapter 2011 and then <laughs> chapter 2012, you know, throughout uh, that whole thing. And um, what I decided to do initially when I first enrolled in my uh, very first college classes is like an algebra class and a personal finance class or yeah. whatever it was. I decided like, okay, I want to, you know, try out this new challenge. Like, I want to, you know, pursue this new goal, but I'm not interested in giving up my other goals. So I decided I'm not going to stop doing music just because I'm going to be, you know, doing online classes. So I decided to do both. Yeah. So before long, I was full time doing band stuff and full time doing school stuff. And I had to proctor a ton, like dozens of exams while on the road. So I had to reach out to universities uh, that are in the same town where we were going to be in on a day that I had a concert. So I'd be in like Tampa, Florida or whatever it might be. And I had, and I had to like weeks before uh, talk to my professor and talk to my own school and have them send my test to the school, like physically send it mm. so that, you know, cause I can't have it. That, that would make it uh, the, possibility of cheating would be much greater obviously so it needs to go directly to the school i would go to the school at the appropriate time pay my little fee yeah and take the test and then give it back to them and they would mail it back to my school and then it was just <laughs> insanity so i did that i think it was 39 times i've taken 39 proctored classes so wow. it's just a wild tale and actually um i did a final presentation while i was wrapping up my master's degree while in Reading, England. Ah. So we were playing in Reading and we performed that night. So we played at like nine or ten PM. Yeah. You know, British British time. And then I had my scheduled uh group final presentation for my class. It was the psychology of marketing, I think. And I had to do it in the alley behind the club. <laughs> so it was two AM in the morning after a concert and I was set up in an alley like next to a dumpster on one yeah. side and empty beer kegs on, on my other side. Like there's even a photo of it. I, I took a, I, I didn't take the photo, but guitarist took a photo yeah. uh, while I was doing it, but it made it into the book. So yeah. there's evidence. There's actual, <laughs> no, that was actual so, evidence. That was that I did actually that, something so. I picked up from it as well. Cause I was like, I, I, I saw, I, I, I'm going to be honest with you, I skimmed through the book just to sort of give myself a, a rough idea. I haven't fully read it. It's on my, it's my next book to read. Uh, I'm currently stuck in a a, a sci-fi uh, dystopian sci-fi novel uh, by Richard Morgan. Oh, I gotta it. ask. I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I gotta ask which one because I'm big into dystopian and sci-fi. Uh, it's called Thin Air, uh, and it's by Richard Thin K. Air. Morgan. He he. I'm also, gonna write that down. Yeah, <laughs> he also wrote um, Alter Carbon, which is a big like Netflix series oh. now. Um, yeah, actually, I really like Alter Carbon. Yeah, so he's got he's got three books in that series. If you're interested in that, he's just released. Oh no, he's got all three out actually. It's uh, Alter Carbon, uh, Broken Angels, and Woken Fury. That's the sort awesome. of Alter Carbon trilogy. Uh, but Thin Air's uh, another book he's done, and it's kind Excellent. of like, yeah, it's cool. Um, let me know you go. He's got. All right, sorry got... to, to get you off track. No, and everything. <laughs> that, I, lo I, I, I love books, so that's all good. So, um, but yeah, your book is on my on my next to read. I've got it loaded up on my um, on my uh, um, iPad thing. So um awesome it's ready to go it's just i, I want to finish this one first i can only do one at a time so yeah <laughs> um, so the introduction is a short little story just talking about touring in general just to give someone a sense of how crazy touring really is yeah 
And so it's it's only a few pages long, and uh, I tried to make that available for free, just as like a sample of the book to you know anyone who wants to check it out before they even buy a copy of it. Cool. But uh, yeah, you'll see very quickly. Like touring is nuts, and it can be very gross. Yes. Like just a disgusting yeah. <laughs> experience. Yeah. So with that in mind, it's like a good uh, you know preface in order to understand like not only the challenges that I went through, but also just how wacky the tale probably really is yeah yeah no like i was gonna say um before like that that's the the part of the book that you um uh just mentioned to me about doing your um your thing by the dumpster in reading um, yeah it really sucked because I, I like i said i skimmed through the book and i found that bit and i work in reading oh okay yeah how close is that to the the train station because the venue was right across from the train station um it is it's in the main shopping mall that was in reading uh called the oracle Mm, I'm not sure I know that one, but it's probably really close. It's not it, that big. It of a is, town. yeah. I, was it sub eighty nine <laughs> you were playing in in Reading? Yeah, 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 that sounds right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so oh, yeah, that, it's literally just down the down. You go round down the anyway. You go down and round, and it's in the shopping mall that's down there. Um, but yeah, no, no, that's what I saw. I, I saw that picture that your um, that your guitarist took, and uh, yeah, no, I thought that was just that was just sort of it. Kind of like it. I don't know. It really kind of uh, it really kind of struck me on the, on that sort of like um, doing the multiple things as well as your pa- like doing two passions at the same time. So obviously yeah. you're, you're really passionate about your band and music, um, but you're also passionate about your own self development and 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 right. and all that kind of stuff. And and that picture kind of that's a really it's a really damn good picture to really kind of <laughs> sum up like a, a proper sort of like passion point um to say that you're willing to like you say i think you said in the book sometimes you just gotta hang out by a dumpster yeah sometimes <laughs> you just gotta hang out by a dumpster yeah i'm really glad you brought that up because that's the whole reason why i titled it dichotomies is yeah because it's kind of an ironic title uh, a little bit sarcastic perhaps uh, a lot of people assume that you can only do one major project at a time thus you know the dichotomy like the nature of that like being in a touring band why mm. you don't have time to to take courses online you don't have you know you don't have time to tour if you're doing school is this that's not true I, i've proven that that's not true yeah and that's not i don't think that's arrogant to say it's like i physically did it and yeah. i accomplished it so yeah. that's been proven <laughs> no 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 it's definitely and and, and i'm I'll tell you, like i was in a band for for a good 10 years um back sort of back well back about 10 15 years ago um and mm-hmm. and when we were starting out when we were sort of kicking on our out like first album like sort of cycle i was holding down three jobs and the oh, band wow. as well and i was also um sort of semi-managing the band so i was dealing with a lot of gig booking promotion like we had a label that was that was kind of like a a do-it-yourself label like they'll distribute that was a distribution deal basically um yeah but you know it was that kind of like very diy but i was holding down three different jobs at the same time um but it was a testament that you can do something like that if you if you're passionate about something so much and you you have the means to do it then yeah it can be done you know it's not obviously not for everyone it was it's quite stressful as you could probably um <laughs> it all depends on what your goals are if it's something yeah. you genuinely want to do you have to want to do it otherwise you're not going to get very far but yeah. yeah obviously you know if you could hold down three jobs and still be successful in the group that takes a lot of effort yeah yeah i mean the first album we were like i say we were we that's when we had our moment subsequent albums critically fine but 
just sales were awful so, mm. <laughs> what can you do <laughs> exactly exactly i've still got cds in my garage behind me right now so um, <laughs> one day they'll go one day they'll go or i'll find them in a thrift store or something so um, <laughs> um so uh what i was gonna say your book um is it is it available now Yes, it's available worldwide on uh, numerous different websites, and it also is available through Blackwell's. Okay. So I know that's uh, – I don't know if – I don't think it's the largest chain in, in England, but I know it's one of the significant ones. Yes. So, yeah. um, yes, I do have distribution through there. So if you go to Blackwell's – well, not right now. They're probably not open right now. But <laughs> uh, next time they're open, if you yeah. wanted to – or go to the website or something. You can certainly get it through them or Amazon uh, UK. Yeah, it's on cool it's on there as well. Excellent. So I was I was going to grab myself a physical copy. I'm a physical kind of copy of a book person. Yeah, as much as, as I, am I as as much okay. as I like technology and I work in technology, it's uh, I like picking up paper and print. Yeah. So it's it's like it's because it kind of like takes me away from the the screen and everything and all the other distractions that brings so it's probably better on your eyes too i would guess as long as you have proper lighting that that would be my guess yes yeah definitely definitely i wear glasses as it is so Uh, (laughs) anything to help that is is great um but cool i've got a couple of questions left for you that i can uh i'll let you get on with the rest of your day and stuff um but these are uh this is this is my generic question moment um but it's more about like obviously it's about yourself um but what what three albums would you say um influenced you uh to be the kind of um or to be the musician that you are and the person that you are today do you think three albums to be the musician okay um I'll try to balance it with not only musical styles, but also drumming. And uh, because obviously those are both very perhaps different, but, you know, they might build off of each other. But uh, Antipop from Primus, I think that was one of the big ones. Uh, Just because the first concert I ever went to, the first two concerts, Primus was there. And they were an enormous influence on me. So that was in 99 uh, and then 2000 were the first two concerts I ever attended. And 2000 is when we started the band because I saw Brain playing for uh, Primus, and I was like, "That's what I want to do. I want to play drums for a band." So, nice. I think Antipop from Primus is one. Um, Chaos Fear from Mashuga, I would say that's probably another one. That one's you know really aggressive, like over the top aggressive, and stylistically, it was just so interesting to hear how the musicians composed their work. So. Yeah it really influenced how I play, not necessarily the crazy polyrhythms and all that stuff, but the way their drummer, um, Thomas, the way he approaches the drums with his kick drum spit on specifically, like his feet are always accenting what the guitars are doing rhythmically. Yeah. And so every time you hear him play any sort of beat, you're hearing that kick drum playing along with the guitars. And I just thought that was such a, a cool way to approach songwriting that I adopted it. So not like the full style of how he plays or anything like that, but that one little, you know, subsection of style of how he approached the drums, I definitely adopted that in a huge way. Excellent. So when you listen to our stuff, you'll hear my kick drum following along with a lot of the rhythmic guitar parts as well. Yeah. And then a third one would probably have to be Enema of the State by Blink-182. Um, Travis Barker is my favorite drummer pretty much of all time, I guess. Um, and just the way he approaches drums is just so interesting because he takes 
uh, different styles of playing from jazz and from drum corps and, and you know, Slayer. He, like, he loves Slayer and punk rock and, like, all these different styles. And yeah. he puts them all together into just parts that are just really fun, like, really fun to learn and fun to play. And so when I was learning how to play drums, uh, even before we started the band, Psycho Stick, uh, I would play along or try to play along to all my favorite drummers, you know, some more successfully than others, but <laughs> uh, the, all the Travis Barker stuff, whenever I listen to his stuff, it was just so fun to play, even if I couldn't keep up with it because it was too fast at the time or something like that. It's just really fun because it, would, it just took so many uh, influences from so many things. So, yeah, I'd probably say Antipop from Primus, Chaos Fear from Ashuga, and Enema of the State from Blink-182. Awesome. That's, that's quite, a, quite, a, quite a selection right there. And I do. Yeah, I like to be diverse too because yeah. I think there's good styles of music. There's like good bands from every style of music. Do- doesn't matter what. Oh it no, is, definitely, so. definitely, and uh, particularly Primus on that one. Um, yeah, I, I, I love that band. They're just so like I. They're I, so great. Yeah, it's it's one of my like it's one of the sort of uh, bands that sort of inspired me to pick up a bass guitar. Um, oh, cool. I'm I'm nowhere near anywhere near how good he is <laughs> but very some... very few people are as good as him <laughs> no no i know and i'm just like but every time i hear them i just want to pick up my my bass and just play um that's awesome. and, and that's that's it's one of those bands for me that really does like kick it for me and uh i really want to see their uh rush tribute as well the rush like cover yeah show they do um that looks quite interesting because i was like that'd be wild there's not many people that can do what they do and uh i think i think primus are probably ones that can on that front i agree with that cool. the funny thing with that band is as big of an influence as they are on me i never would have met my girlfriend if i didn't if i wasn't in this band because she lives in the toronto area so ah. unless i you know just because i was touring that's the only reason i even got to met got to meet her but she hates Primus. So I sometimes tease her and tell her, like, you know, we wouldn't even be together if it weren't for Primus. She's like, oh, man. God. That's amazing. So I think it's very amusing. Oh, that's great. That's great. Um, so also, uh, like, finally, what, what, what are your, um, I think we've probably covered some of them, but what are your hobbies away from music? What do you like to do when you're not performing or, or writing? Oh, okay. Uh, other hobbies. I'm I'm a big reader. I try to read one chapter a day of any book. And the way I figured it out is that, let's say a book is 10 chapters long. Yeah. If there's 365 days in a year, that would be, you know, roughly 36 books a year. So yeah. if you say 35, that means I can get to 35 books every single year. I could learn a lot. Yeah. So that's what I do. And I've been averaging about 35 a year for several years now. So I've been well, like right, right now I'm reading this book called the gene. It's just about genetics and stuff like that. So I have just, I'm just trying to branch out and learn more about the world in general, or, you know, maybe read some sci-fi here and there. So oh, nice. Cool. Um, so- Children of Ruin, for example, is about space spiders, sentient space spiders by uh-huh. Adrian Tchaikovsky. So I highly recommend it. I'm pretty sure it got the, it might have been the Hugo Award. It got one of those, like yeah. the uh, Arthur C. Clarke Award, one of those. What was it called? Children? Children of Time. Of Time. I'm writing it down. So yeah, that, that's forget. excellent. It has a sequel that's just as good, too. So, excellent. Yeah, I'm a big reader. I also um, I started teaching, actually, online last year. Oh. I, uh, I graduated with my master's from Franklin University, and 
I've been toying with the idea of looking into like doctoral programs, things like that, but I've been pretty busy with other projects. But last year, the uh, chair for business psychology, uh, Dr. Forbes, he's actually, he wrote me a little blurb on the back of my book, but uh, <laughs> Dr. Forbes, he was kind of prodding me like, hey, what other, what other things do you want to do? Like you, you should get back into academia. And I missed it. I'm like, yeah, I do. I want to start looking in more, you know, psychology and neuroscience and things like that. Yeah. So he's like, well, why don't you apply to teach some undergrad courses? And so my approach basically with uh, Dr. Forbes is when he recommends something, I take it seriously because yeah. he's one of the smartest, most just well-read people I've ever met in my life. And I have a couple of funny stories about Dr. Forbes in the actual book too. Nice. But yeah, he recommended that I apply. I'm like, you know what? Why not? I'll try it out for a semester. And if I like it, great. And if I don't, I don't have to continue. It doesn't, you know, doesn't hurt anything. Yeah. So I applied and um, I suspect that Dr. Forbes went to the lead faculty and said, all right, this resume right here, you need to take this one seriously. I suspect <laughs> he had his hands. I, I think he was meddling in my affairs again in, in the best way possible. <laughs> Because uh, Dr. Renner, Dr. Kelly Renner, she's my lead faculty now. She got in touch with me and said, yeah, you know, we want to bring you on. So how about teaching, coaching and organizations? So um, I taught a coaching course in, uh, uh, what was it, last fall. And now I'm teaching three courses. Uh, one was neuropsychology. The last one was social psychology. And currently I'm doing principles of motivation. Wow. So I'm doing like all these different courses. Um, but I think the neuropsychology is going to be the one that I continue with. Cause that was for me so far, that's been the most fun to just talk about nerdy brain things. Yeah. So got to learn about that brain stuff. Yeah. So that's been my other big project lately is teaching. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. I mean, Crazy. doing everything that you do anyway with music, normally that can, I found when I, as I got older, that consumed more of my time. I think it was probably cause you know, um, as music does and 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 like work kind of took that more of a back seat and i didn't maintain oh it. So yeah like, you know like i've got one main job which is fine um and it was better paid than the sort of three jobs that i had on my own but um it just to have that that sort of like outlet for teaching i mean i i taught one of my three jobs was teaching um nothing as advanced nice. nothing as advanced as yours um i i taught <laughs> on a it was you know it was on a music technology course and um it was uh basically dj technology at the time oh um interesting because that's what i do that's what i am i'm a dj i'm a scratch dj i'm a club dj radio dj all nice. that kind of stuff and um yeah i mean the sort of rewards you get from teaching is amazing because I, I still have contact with some of my students from i had this is like i'm talking sort of 15 20 years ago oh wow um, and that's uh, cool yeah no it's really nice and, and some of them are, are djs still you know they do it between like jobs and other jobs and stuff but they still go out they play like small clubs they play on uh local radio stations and stuff like that um and and yeah the reward you get from teaching is 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 amazing it's it's um so i think where i was going to go with this one <laughs> but it's i was going to kind of like <laughs> it to the kind of like effect that your music can have on people as well um you know despite the fact that no it doesn't matter what kind of music you're making but the effect that like you can have on people with with the music like it's the same with the teaching because you can enlighten someone through showing them methods or theories of 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 you know through academia and whatnot but 
and music you can sort of like you can replicate feelings for people or, or they can interpret it in a certain way that means so much to them yeah do you get that's the same... a really cool uh perspective i i really like that actually i was gonna say do you get the same kind of feeling from it at the moment have you had that kind of like uh you know that that like from teaching you've had a particular student or a couple of students that have really kind of taken to what you're doing i have a little bit but I'm still just getting started with it. So I suspect that you've had uh, much more experience with not only the teaching aspect, but uh, the longer term, seeing how it evolves yeah. over time. Yeah. Uh, because none of the students I've taught, it's only been, you know, half a year. None of them have graduated. None of them have gone on to uh, like graduate programs, okay. anything like that. So I'm definitely encouraging that. Uh, but it, it'll be really interesting to see how that evolves. Yeah. Um, however, I did have one student uh, ask me if I could uh, write her a uh, letter of recommendation because she was applying to grad school. So oh, wow. I haven't heard back yet if she'd been accepted, but I suspect she has because she was a really, you know, very good student. So um, I don't really have, I guess I don't really have a very good answer for you about that. Um, I haven't really experienced it too much, but I hope to in the near yeah. future that'll be really interesting to see yeah i mean it is something that kind of like um it has come with sort of a bit more perspective behind me uh because like i say it, right. was, it was a while ago but i was a teacher for about five years so and it was a uh, sort of college level um students um sort of 16 plus um because college is different from college to you guys so it's yeah <laughs> uh, but it's basically 16 to 18 year olds sort of fresh out of school um yeah and and it was that obviously they're all creative types because they're all on a music course but showing them like um at the time which was quite a unique course um in the sort of like art of djing if you will um it was certainly uh it's certainly like with this sort of long-term view it is it is quite rewarding because at the time it was very it was it was a bit it was like i didn't see you don't see the full picture i guess until a few right. years afterwards so you know it, it, you'll get that point and you'll you'll get that like moment i think so <laughs> yeah it's interesting to hear that from you because i kind of suspected that i just didn't have any confirmation either way but i i suspected what you're saying already <laughs> yeah awesome uh, also, yeah. you know what was funny is that the very first email I ever received from any student with my very first course, she asked, are you with that band Psycho Stick? I'm like, <laughs> oh, no. How did this happen? <laughs> I, was, I wasn't necessarily trying to hide it from anyone, no. but I, I, I wanted to get off on the right foot, and I wanted to make sure that my students, you know, at least respected me to the extent that they would listen to what I have to say yeah. and not just, like, kind of blow it off like, Who's this kid? You know, what is he talking about? He's just a band guy. I, I, I didn't want to come off like that. I wanted to be respected in my own right for um, the things I had studied and yeah. everything like that. So I wasn't necessarily trying to keep them separate, but uh, I wasn't actively, I wasn't telling students like, hey, I'm in this band. Yeah. But uh, yeah, literally the very first email, are you in that band, Psycho's Dick? I'm like, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> there is that thing, so. I think from a generation point of view, from like, I think me and you like grew up in the same sort of era, but like yeah. ha being in a band there was always this kind of like um i guess stigma like if you put it on your resume or anything like that um then employers wouldn't look at it seriously um yeah so, so there is that kind of yeah. like because because i was at like at the same point i was in a band like when i was teaching and some of the students knew who i was when it came to that 
Um, oh, but, that's funny. But I think that the the, the the thing was with my one, it was because I was teaching DJ technology. I was a DJ in a metal, like new metal band. So it, it kind of, it, it didn't, um, it didn't have that kind of like, I don't think it had that connotation of he doesn't know, you know, I'm not listening to him because oh. <laughs> like, I'm teaching DJing. I'm an active like DJ. Obviously they weren't old enough to go into clubs, so they wouldn't see me there, but they were old enough to right. go into gigs and stuff because like we were playing like, you know, all age shows and whatnot. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, no, it's it's certainly a weird thing. So I like I didn't put it on my on my resume for such a long time, despite the sort of skills that I um, got from doing that, especially on the um, like the admin side of things and and dealing with like people, um, like yeah. pro- you know, promoters and whatnot and managers and stuff like that. Um, but I've since then, since working for the company I work for now, they've kind of encouraged me to really like use what I learned in that respect. Um, that's good which is nice you know it's kind of like it gives me that kind of like still gives me that kick um you know that i used to get from performing and whatnot so you know yeah a lot of interpersonal relations and all the other skills you have to develop i mean yeah yeah, there's a lot that comes with it yeah a lot you got to deal with a lot of ambiguity so it's uh Mm -hmm. you know it's it's one of those like it's 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 i don't know why it's never looked on as something uh favorable i don't know if it's because it's just like because people see music as a pastime rather than a profession but that's yeah it's a stereotype for yeah. sure it's definitely a stereotype yeah exactly um I, that's why i'm trying to destroy the barriers just trying to destroy yes, the stereotypes break them down <laughs> break them down <laughs> that's my goal excellent my goal is also to have the most bizarre resume in history so okay i'm gonna keep doing this weird as much weird stuff as i can possibly pile on <laughs> no do it do it yes definitely do it that'll be amazing <laughs> <laughs> cool well alex thank you very much for your time um i thank really you. do i really do appreciate it um good luck with everything you're doing um and once this sort of downtime passes and stuff i hope to see you guys out on the road again um and yeah. when you hit england i will be there um i'm like i say, i'm in and around london ish um so that's great you know reading's right pretty much on my doorstep so um excellent yeah, yeah thanks for having me yeah no worries I, I i did actually miss you guys i think you guys were um i was living in uh tampa actually i know you mentioned that earlier well, i was actually living in tampa for a good oh. five six years and uh you guys Funny. did come to town while i was there but i was actually like i couldn't make the show that night um uh. <laughs> i think you were playing i think it was either state theater or something like that in st pete or yeah, I know. We've been to both of those. We've been to, um, it doesn't matter the names of them, yeah. but yeah, we've been to a lot of clubs in Tampa. Yeah, so it's like, I, I would, I, I wanted to come see you guys then, but I just, I, I couldn't get, I can't remember what I was doing. It was a while ago. But yeah, no, that was just funny. You mentioned Tampa earlier and it just got me thinking. I was like, oh shit, yes, yeah, I could have. <laughs> There's actually a short little story. That I, I mentioned the State Theater in my book as well. So oh, really? it'll be funny. If you go through that, like, I know exactly what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, excellent. I'm going to definitely, well, I'm definitely going to read it. So, cool. Cool. Uh, Alex, thank you very much again, mate. I, I really appreciate your time with this. Good luck with your book and everything. I'm going to pick up a copy. I'm going to see if I can order yeah, it online so now. Much. And, um, yeah, have a good rest of your day. You too. Have cool. a good one. Thank you, man. Bye-bye. Take care.